sermon as protect your spirit soul and body protect your spirit soul and body it's very important that we protect our lives when we are alive on the face of this earth protection is given by God but it has to be inherited by us in our lives the moment we lose our protection we are vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. I want you to read a scripture with me from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 22, 23, and 24. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. Shall we read together? Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body the order is very important we don't say body spirit soul or we don't say soul body spirit and mind we'll confuse we don't do it we need to do what what we need to say we need to say soul sorry spirit soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ verse 24 he who calls you is faithful who also will do it Paul is writing to the church in Thessalonica and he is saying that it was his desire that let people pray that their spirit, their soul, and their body be protected. Protection of our spirit, soul, and body is very, very important. You know, we must know these are the three components that they are responsible to keep us alive, to keep us as human today. And God wants protection in every area, especially in these three components that we are talking about, spirit, soul, and body. Can you say with me, spirit, soul, and body? We function as a whole human when there is an interaction that's happening between these three elements in our lives, in our being. We want to talk a little bit about what is spirit, what is soul, and what is body. You know, we know this already. This morning, I just want to talk a little bit about these areas and just give a little bit clearance, uh, clarity so that, you know, we'll be able to go take it further. Let's talk a little bit about spirit. Spirit really helps us to connect and communicate with God. You know, God breathed the breath of life into our nostril. Are you with me? Are you with me this morning? God breathed the breath of life into our nostril and we became a living being we became a living being so spirit helps us to be alive spirit helps us to communicate with god spirit helps us to connect with the god and human spirit only human spirit can can pursue spiritual things only human spirit can understand the heavenly realm the spiritual realm the human spirit is the deepest part of a person not the body not the soul but the spirit is the deepest part of the human being and the, our spirit holds love our spirit holds purpose and our spirit holds meaning for life and even spirit holds the life of body the moment spirit is gone we are we are dead are you with me Moment spirit is gone, we are dead. Hope, spirit, we all have spirit right now. Amen? Okay? 
Right, let me make sure. So spirit is very, very key, very, very key element of our being. And spirit is the deepest part of our being. And spirit is the one where we can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Spirit is the one which connects with God. And spirit is what gives us meaning for our life. Let's talk a little bit about our soul. Soul perceives the psychological realm. The mind, the will, and the emotions. Soul takes care of that area. Mind, will, and emotions. Our soul is basically our personality. Our soul is, the, is, is, is how we behave. Our soul is built with attitudes, the way we behave, the way we function, the way who we are. With our soul, we think, we consider, we, we help, we remember, we wonder, and we do all these emotions. We, we display all these emotions in our life, and they all come out from our soul. Can you say soul? So we, ex we experience emotions at times. We cry and we laugh and we smile. We do all these things emotionally. We become angry. It's all our soul that does all these things. And at times we are able to choose. There are many options. We are able to choose what we want. We are able to resolve conflicts we are within us. We are able to make decisions. Soul really helps us to achieve all these things. So soul plays a very, very important part of our being. And you know what? More than everything, our soul is immortal. Can you say immortal? That means our soul is not going to die. Our soul is going to live forever. So we talked about our spirit and we, uh, we talked about our soul. What about our body? Our body is the physical structure of our being. Our body includes the bones and the flesh and heart, brain, and all the other organs we have in our body. Amen? Our cells are made with a unique genetic code known as DNA. And that DNA instructs all the new cells, you know, how those cells need to be developed and how those cells need to grow and how those cells need to function. It's all defined by what is known as DNA, the genetic code that we have in our lives. So body contains all these things. And through body, we pursue the external world. We see, we smell, we touch with all the five different senses. We understand the external world, people around us. You know, that's what is our body. And this body is mortal. This body is going to die. This body is going to become mud. And this body is going to become no more in our lives. But our soul is going to live eternally forever and ever. Can I hear an amen? This morning, it is very important that we understand this. So we see the interaction between our spirit, our soul, our body. You know, that's how we function. That's, how, that's why we are able to function as a human. But remember, even though we talked about all these things, God amazingly, wonderfully made us as a human being. But remember, we are not living in a perfect world. We are living in a fallen world. Can you say fallen world? From time to time, we are attacked. From time to time, we go through hardships in our lives as we live on this face of this earth. At time to time, Satan deliberately, willfully, he assaults us with three different purposes. He really assaults us. He is always behind us. Satan is always having an eye on you and me. And he does that for three reasons. He wants to harm our spirit, body, and soul certainly. He wants to harm our spirit, soul, and body. He wants to destroy us so that we will not fulfill the purpose of God. He wanted to take us away from God so that we will become useless for God. You know, devil very aggressively works in our lives. And he attacks 
all these three elements spirit soul and our body most of the time the attack come can come from anywhere the attack can come from anybody the attack can come from any time how many times do you feel you 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 rebuke the sick you rebuke satan by looking at your children moms used to do that you do that no or instead you rebuke your child child himself then sometimes you know oh, why why are you behaving like this and we know that you know he's he's not just behaving in a normal way normal like a normal child but he is behaving different there is something is influencing something is bothering him so devil is very aggressively trying to attack us and he deceives us he divides us he destroys us and devil is very aggressive today and he wanted to destroy our spirit our soul and our body and you and i need to be very careful you and i need to be very careful this morning i pray that god you would speak to us and you would help us to realize the time that we are living in and you know what he attacked attacks us in the weakest moment of our lives the weakest moment of our lives when we feel that we are totally weak and tired we are unable to do anything we are so vulnerable that's the time devil takes his ugly head and he affects us he attacks us the attack can come in our lives through any ways any means through the hardships that we go through in our lives maybe due to employment maybe due to relationship struggles maybe due to due to health conditions maybe due to financial difficulties you know through many ways devil makes use of this opportunity to attack us because we are already going through a difficult time we are already enduring hardship in our lives or at times we yield to temptation and we ex- we experience the consequences of falling into those temptations and we go through that pain of it there are attacks from people around us in many different ways devil attacks our lives you know sometimes as christians as believers we don't believe that the devil attack can attack a christian what do you say what do you think about it can devil attack a child of god yes are you sure somebody's not saying anything very 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 much sure yeah those who go through you know it right so <laughs> so devil really attacks us many times through people who are whom we never expect in our lives right we all we all experience this so this morning god is telling us we need to protect our spirit we need to protect our soul we need to protect our body let's move further how do we protect our spirit we need to protect our spirit when we are attacked by hardships of our lives we at times lose meaning for life <coughs> when something strikes us we question what is the point in me living what is the point in me going through all these things what is the point in me seeing my children going through all these things they suffering all those things what is the point in me seeing my parents going through all these things in their lives we lose meaning for life and spirit is the one that gives meaning and significance for our living spirit holds our purpose and meaning for life spirit senses that we are loved by god but when we are attacked by hardships in our lives we even wonder whether god even loves me whether god re- really loves me or not when calamities strike us when difficulties gets into our lives we even feel that we are even unloved by god our spirit is the one that get crushed 
We at times we feel that we lost the meaning for life and we realize our spirit is getting crushed. It's too much for us to handle. Our spirit is under attack. Job calls this as a broken spirit. He says in Job chapter 17 verse 1, can you read with me? My spirit is broken. He was experiencing an attack right there in his spirit. My days are extinguished. The grave is ready for me. That's what we feel when something happens in our lives. My spirit is really broken. My days are extinguished. My days are coming to an end and the grave is ready for me. We also read in Proverbs chapter 15 verse 13. Can you read with me? A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but a sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. What is broken? By the sorrow of this heart, spirit is broken. You know, the first thing that crushed, get crushed is your spirit. Your spirit gets crushed. Your spirit is broken. And you know what? Devil very cunningly plays that trick. When your spirit is broken, you don't even want to connect with God because your spirit is the one that communicates with God. And you realize what is the point in me praying? What is the point in me going to church? What is the point in me searching, seeking God? You're because your spirit is crushed. Proverbs 18, 14, an amazing scripture. Can you read with me? The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. Listen to me. The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. But who can bear a broken spirit? What does it mean? Can any of you explain that meaning of this verse? Our spirit is the one that sustains us even in times of sickness. How many times in sickness, in sick times, you speak within you saying that, come on, let, let's, let's, let's overcome it. Let's get over it. Let's go through it. Something, you know, that is the spirit that comes from within you. So spirit is the one that sustains us even in times of sickness. But where do we go when even when the spirit is broken? Spirit is the one which enables you, which motivates you, which helps you. But when that spirit is broken, what can you do? Where can you go? So God is telling us this morning, do not allow your spirit to be crushed. Do not allow your spirit to be broken. I'm reading from NIV, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. When your spirit is crushed, that's it. It's become the valley of the dream that saw, the vision that Ezekiel saw, filled with the dry bones. Crushed spirit. Today, people walk and live on the face of this earth with dry bones. They just lost that softness. They just lost that, 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 that water content from their bones. Their bones become dry. A crushed spirit dries up the bones. A crushed spirit dries up the bones. A person who comes, comes in my mind is Hagar. Hagar was in the wilderness. His son was dying in the wilderness because she could not find water. The attack was on her spirit. The attack was on her spirit. She was seeing her own son dying in front of her eyes. And the Bible says she went and sat across a distance from him. Because son is going to take the last breath. 
and a mom who didn't want to see that happening in front of her eyes Bible says she lifted her voice and wept God heard her voice and sent an angel when your spirit is crushed you need to know where to call whom to call when your spirit is crushed if you allow few more minutes few more seconds you would have lost your son but when your spirit is crushed you need to call upon the name of the Lord and you need to call upon him and God will send help right there God didn't want to see her spirit getting crushed that's not the reason God had created you God doesn't want your spirit getting crushed God doesn't want your spirit getting damaged it must be protected can you say protected I believe this morning God is speaking to you amen when David came back from the war to his own town by name Ziglag and when David came there and saw the city of Ziglag he found the city is totally brought down by the Amalekites they destroy utterly destroyed the city <coughs> excuse me and they took their women took their children as captives nothing was left in that city Bible says David's spirit was crushed to see there is nothing everything is totally emptied by the enemies can you come with me to first Samuel chapter 30 verse 3 and verses 3 and 4 can you read with me so David and his men all of you can you read with me at the screen and so David and his men came to the city and there it was burned with the fire and their wives their sons and their daughters had been taken as captives and the next verse then David what did he do then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep when your spirit is crushed why are you alive on the face of this earth anymore when your spirit is crushed what are we waiting for when our spirit is crushed we need to do exactly what David did in his life until deliverance deliverance comes then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power and strength to weep there will come a time in all of our lives we will face the moments in our lives and we realize our spirit is crushed and God doesn't want you to be in that state forever he wants you to protect your spirit you can protect your spirit by knowing that God is near to you because the Bible says Psalm 34 verse 18 the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saints such as have a contrite spirit the Lord is near when you are going through brokenness when your spirit is crushed God is with you God is near know that be aware of that God is near and if you do not know if you do not have the knowledge on the Word of God there is no way you will know that God is near in the time when your spirit is getting crushed and God is with you at that moment all that we need to do is you need to do the same thing what Hagar did and what David did because your spirit is getting crushed only one who can heal your spirit is the Holy Spirit He's the only one who can heal you Romans chapter 5 verse 5 can you read with me now hope does not all of you loud out loud now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us love of God has been poured into our hearts love of God has been poured into our spirit because your spirit lacks that love today and God has already poured that spirit into your life into your hearts so that your spirit can be revived 
your spirit can be revived. So when we go through difficult times, when our spirit is getting crushed, we need to remember that God is near to us and we need the strength and power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. <clears throat> I remember a couple of years before we were praying for a boy in India and her sister was with us in US. And one day we came to know that that boy developed tongue cancer recently diagnosed with tongue cancer and this sister who was living in the united states so she came to us and then a couple of other friends too so she said we need prayer i need prayer can you just come to our house we just went there after sunday after church and there are four hours of crying at the feet of god crying out to god because we realized her spirit was crushed four hours we cried at the feet of god and we left everything at the feet of God. God healed him totally. Today he is alive in the United States, working, and he is blessed with a child. They are living as a family to testify the goodness of God. When our spirit is crushed, God wants us to raise our voice and call upon his name. Only the spirit of God can help us. Number two, we need to protect our soul. Not just spirit, we need to protect our souls. When we are attacked, by disasters, when we are attacked by the hardships of life, when we are attacked by the dis dis adversities and traumas, soul is the one which gets easily discouraged. Our souls get easily discouraged. It really gets frustrated because our soul is responsible for all the emotions. And we realize all the emotions are going down. It's in a negative way now. Until then we were up, but now we are all of a sudden, the moment we realize that we are under attack, we, all our emotions will go down. We feel deep sorrow inside of us. We will feel grief and anger and frustration and, you know, sometimes even depression and disappointment and everything happens inside of us. The moment our soul is directly attacked. And you know what? Our soul contains our mind and our will and our emotions. The moment our soul is attacked, our mind is attacked. And the moment our mind is attacked, we are unable to think in a proper way. Today, many out there are trying to come, struggling to come out of depression, and it is very hard. And many other emotional struggles, they are trying to come out, and they are unable to come out because their soul was already attacked. And this morning, God is telling us, do not allow your soul to be attacked. It's very hard to come out of that. A damaged soul or a mind is very hard to repair. A broken hand can be repaired. A broken leg can be repaired. But a broken mind, it's not easy to repair because it's already attacked. So your soul must be protected before it gets damaged. It's very important that our soul need to be protected let whatever happened to our body, let it happen, but do not allow your mind to be attacked. David often encountered this in his life. Often he experienced that his mind was attacked. And every time when his mind was attacked, you know, he had his own way of taking care of his mind. You know what he did? Because he knew that that trouble is going to be there for momentary. But in that momentary trouble, in that, in that short time when we experience the trouble and attack in our soul, if we give up, our mind is attacked forever. 
And David knew that, you know, God, during this time of calamity and trouble, you just be with me. And he was talking to his soul, Psalm 42, verse 5. Can you read it with me? He's saying, why are you cast down my soul, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. David was comforting his soul. Why? Because he did not want to be in that state forever. You know, many times we allow our minds to be in that state for a long time and we find it very difficult to come out more than the devil attacking us <clears throat> in a normal time. When our mind is very weak, devil makes use of this opportunity and he attacks us. <clears throat> we need to be very careful about our mind. If we allow fear, if you allow anger, if you allow frustration, if you allow despair or hopelessness to harbor in our lives, in our mind for a long time, they will become stronghold. Are you with me this morning? I think it's become a teaching now. Are you with me? When we allow fear, can you say fear out loud? When you allow anger, can you say out loud? Frustration, despair means hopelessness. When we allow all these things to harbor in our lives for a long time, they become strongholds in our lives. Once they become strongholds, they open door for the devil to enter in. Are you with me? Once they become strongholds in our lives, they open doors for strong enemy devil to come and occupy. That's the reason Bible talks about pulling down of strongholds. What is a stronghold? I got a beautiful definition, not my own, but somebody else. Can you read with me? Can you all read with me and try to understand? What is a stronghold? A stronghold in the mind is a spiritual fortress made up of wrong thoughts. What is stronghold? Are you able to understand? Yes? What is stronghold? A stronghold in the mind is a spiritual fortress made up of wrong thoughts. They are not true. It is a fortified dwelling place where demonic forces, demonic forces can hide and operate. It is a very comfortable place for the demons to reside in and they operate from inside of our mind. A stronghold of a mind is a lie that Satan establishes in our thinking. It's a statement that we count as true, but it actually, it's false. It's a lie that we keep on thinking that keeps on coming in our minds. It's a thought that keeps on coming in our minds. It, it may be something related to, the, related to fear, anger, and frustration, and despair. Bible says the strongholds are going to attack your mind. And they need to be brought down. Can you read with me? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. Paul writes, can you read with me? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Can you continue reading? Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. God expects us not to build up these strongholds in our lives. God wants us to take care of our mind. God wants us to pay more attention to our mind. God wants us to preserve our mind, protect our mind. You know, you know what? That's the reason we need the power of the Holy Spirit. How can you handle all these things? 
without the help of the Holy Spirit? How can a human being deal with all these things that I spoke about without the power of the Holy Spirit? Children of God, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. Do not argue saying that there is nobody can, every, not everybody can speak in tongues. That's very true. Not everybody can speak in tongues if you don't believe. If you don't desire. Never, you will never speak in tongues if you don't desire. Desire the gift of God. Throw your arguments out. Desire the pure gift of God. If you have desire, God will give you. Amen? How many of you received the Holy Spirit here? Speaking in tongues with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Can I see your hands? Can I see your hands? I want to see your hands really. 30 percentage. 40 percentage. It's a shame on us. We need the power of God. We need the power of God. We are living in the last days. We need the power of God. Do something and somehow receive the Holy Spirit. Somehow receive the power of God. Come and ask us. We are willing to pray with you. We are willing to spend our time with you. It all depends when you desire. If you don't desire, we don't get it. Take the shield of faith to fight against. To fight against the strongholds in your life. Take the helmet of salvation. Fight with the sword of the Holy Spirit. That's what the word of God says. At times we are careless, but the devil takes us away. The devil takes our children away. And we are God, this morning God is talking to us that we, our soul needs to be protected. Finally, protect your body. We need this body to fulfill God's purpose. We need this body, the shell that we are living in. It's very important. We can't neglect this body. God wants us to protect our spirit, our soul, and our body. Remember, this body is the carrier of our soul. Even though our soul is immortal, this body is carrying that soul. And this body has to carry that soul until the day so that the soul will be ready to live eternally. That's why we say that do not end your life before God has planned to end your life. Do not come to a decision to end your life because your soul is feeling an abrupt ending which is not at all ready to go and get united with God. Your body is a carrier of your soul and we need to take care of our body. We need to take care of our body. First Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Can you read with me? I'll close in five, 5 to 10 minutes. Can you read with me? Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple you are? God is telling us, we are the temple of God. We belong to God. We don't really belong to us. And we, our temple need to be protected. Our temple need to be kept holy. Not only that, our temple need to be protected from all the attacks that we experience on the face of this earth. When we are attacked with the diseases, when we are attacked with sicknesses and adversities and traumas in our lives, the body loses its strength. The body falls apart. The body loses its strength. Now in order to protect our body, we need to overcome our weaknesses in our body. There are two things I'm going to share with you and then we are going to close. How do we take care of our body? How do we protect our body? By maintaining our body. Can you say maintaining our body? Especially when we are going through your difficult time, your body gets very little importance. When we are going through traumas in your life, in my life, we don't pay much attention to our body. God says you need to take care because your body is the carrier of your soul. You need to take care of your body. 
You need to take care of your body. You need to eat well. You need to exercise. We need to do all those things which is needed to take care of our body. We need to do that. Paul says, we are running in this race to obtain the prize. We are all just, not just running, uh, just, just for the sake of running. We are not just beating the air. We are running in this race with the aim of obtaining the prize. And everyone who runs must discipline our body. And you know that. We know that very well. First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 27. It's for all of us, the scripture. But I discipline my body and bring it to the subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Paul is saying that it's how very important that I discipline my body. So we need to protect our body when we go through difficult times. Secondly, by not saying excuses. I will explain that in a moment. How do we protect your body? By not saying excuses. When we allow our mind to control our body, our mind is not keeping well. And mind controls our body. Mind instructs our body. If our mind is weak, we refuse to do certain things in our body, through our body. If our mind is weak, for example, if, if our mind is weak, we even refuse to get up from the bed. If our mind is weak, we don't feel like coming to church. We even refuse to cook if our mind is weak. We even refuse to sew. We don't want to really help others because my, my, I am, myself is not going through well, not, not going, keeping well. How can I do something? How can I serve something? If we do that, we allow negativity to control our minds, control our bodies. But God wants us to overcome. Can you say overcome? God wants us to overcome. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, he says, can you read with me? For whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. When your body is weak, we don't want to say excuses, we want to overcome. Now, there are many times in our lives, both of us, one of us gets discouraged. Maybe due to sickness or maybe due to some argument that we, not, not between us, some argument, discussion we had with somebody else, mostly you. Or some direct confrontations, you know, sometimes you know, people come to you, hey, how do you know that God has called you to minister? Are you sure that you have a call of God in your life? You know, when people come directly and attack. And we need to explain, we need to give an answer, you know, we need to just give an answer for our faith in God. And we explain everything. There are many things happen when we are in the ministry, you know that, right? So now when this happens, that's not my point. My point is, as a human, we get discouraged. Sometimes I get discouraged. And sometimes she gets discouraged. And we have a secret code. I mean, secret means I can't tell that, right? We have a secret code between us. When someone gets discouraged, when one gets discouraged, the other should say, come on, let's overcome. That's what exactly we say. How do you say that? What do we say? Come on, let's overcome. So can you build that secret code between you both? And don't tell that code to anybody, okay? So just build that secret code between you both. When one person, you may be doing it already. So one person gets discouraged, uh, other will say, come on, let's overcome. How many times in our lives, you know, we would have overcome, you know, such, such occasions in our lives. Uh, and saying that, you know, let's overcome, we would have overcome and we would have achieved. 
Even before the visit that may we made to the United States a couple of weeks before, we at some point of time, we thought we are not going. We are going to cancel all the trip, everything. But one thing we know that in a God has planned already, God is doing to get things. But then we said to look at each other and said, let's overcome. Let's overcome. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, this is important. Do not allow, do not say excuses to your body. And you know, by, the only way to protect your body is by overcoming, by overcoming. Shall we all arise this morning as we close? Anything negative that invites devil. Anything negative that invites devil to claim hold on you. That's why we say no negative talks. Anything negative invites devil to have a hold on you. Anything we refuse to do saying excuses invites devil's attention. Devil will just walk straight and he'll turn to you. The moment you say an excuse for not doing something, when you are discouraged, the devil waits for us to see whether we give up or we overcome. And this morning, God wants us to be an overcomer. God wants us to be an overcomer. Amen? This morning, we are going to get into a time of prayer. Our weakest moment is the highest opportunity for devil to come and attack our lives. Our soul, our spirit, our soul, and our body is attacked when we don't protect. Samani, you need protection over your life. You need protection over the life of your family. What you are going through is not just an ordinary thing. It requires you to understand what I said. It requires you to come in grips with the Word of God. It requires you to have a knowledge on the Word of God and know what is happening on the face of this earth. It's true that nobody is going to live forever on the face of this earth. All of us need to go leave the face of this earth someday or the other. But not before the time that God had appointed in your life and my life. I want you to have this courage, this confidence in you. Nobody can shoot you, you won't die. You won't die because God has appointed a day in your life. Nothing will happen before that. God wants you to put such a trust on him. Amen. You need the protection of God. Your family needs the protection of God. Your children, your parents, and your siblings, everyone is in need of the protection of God. And your spirit needs to be protected. Your soul needs to be protected. And your body needs to be protected. This morning, God has spoken to you. God has spoken to you. They are all interlinked. But do not allow those interlinked to work in a negative way. Break those links. Break those links from your mind to your body, from your spirit to your mind. In the moment you realize that it's working in a negative way and bring the blood of Jesus, bring the blood of the Lamb, the word of the Spirit, the, 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 the Spirit of the Spirit, take the Holy Spirit, the, the, the sword of the Holy Spirit and fight. And fight. You're called to fight. Christian life is not just an ordinary life. It is a life there. You need to fight. You need to fight. And this morning, can you bring yourself can you hide yourself under the wings of God Almighty and allow yourself to be covered by him and do what I shared with you this morning so that you will realize the protection of God. As the worship team leads us in the time of worship, shall we just pray to God? Hallelujah.